So here we are, me and James are back again um, with another podcast um, and we will be demonstrating the safe communication dialogue process again uh, because we think it's fantastic and this time we're going to be using it on the subject of anxiety because um, you know we're aware there's a lot of it around and we're all affected by it because of what's going on. Um, so what we're going to do is do a scenario without the safe communication dialogue and then do the same scenario again but using the dialogue process just to see what a difference it makes and just to do a quick recap on what the safe communication dialogue is it's a structured process for couples and anybody really to have a conversation where it keeps the communication safe and allows both people to feel seen and heard without things polarizing or you know getting messy okay so if i hand you over to james you know i'm concerned about what's going on in the world i just feel anxious all of the time well to be honest james i think everybody is me included i know and you know i feel for people but knowing others are struggling doesn't really help me well, maybe not, but the thing is, you've just got to get on with it, don't we? There's no point in, you know, talking about it, really. Okay, so that is us talking about James' anxiety without using the structure, and, you know, we can all guess how that would feel. And I think James will let us know about that in a bit. Um, so now we're going to do the same scenario, but this time... We're going to use reflective listening, validation and empathy. Is now a good time? I'd like to have a chat. Um, yeah, I'm free. So I'm really concerned about what's going on in the world at the minute and it's making me feel really anxious a lot of the time. Okay, I hear what you're saying. So... When you look at what's going on in the world, it's kind of triggering a lot of anxiety in you. And, um, yeah, is there any more you want to say about that? Yeah, you know, everything feels uncertain and unpredictable. I'm I'm worried about the future. Mm. Okay, so as well as feeling anxious about what's going on now, you're also kind of really concerned about the future because everything feels unpredictable and uncertain. Yeah, I just don't feel like I have any control. And to top everything off, I'm missing seeing my mates. Okay, so, yeah, I hear you. You know, you're missing your friends and <clears throat> you kind of feel like you don't really have any control over what's going on. <clears throat> Excuse me. And anxiety about now and the future as well. Yeah, um, you know, I just want to meet up and go for coffee with my friends. Mm. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, you know, it's, um, it is a lot, you know, I completely get where you're coming from, you know, and it's understandable that you feel that way. You know, thank you, that, that's it really. Okay, so um, I would guess, um, given what you've said, you know, that maybe you're feeling a bit down about it as well. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do feel down. Mm. 
Um, you know, and also I was kind of concerned that because I'm normally kind of with it and, you know, um, kind of strong, I guess, um, that you, you, that you would see me coming to you like this as a weakness. Okay, so what I hear you saying is that as well as your kind of feelings about what's going on, feeling anxious and feeling that everything's unpredictable, you've also been concerned that if you spoke to me about it, that I might see it as a weakness in you to sit because you're saying that you're anxious about it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you know, that is exactly what I'm saying. And to be honest, you know, being able to share it with you um, and you listening to me um, and not judging me, I guess, um, has really helped a great deal. So, you know, thank you. Well, that's what I'm here for, James. Um, you know, but I do I do get what you're saying. Um, completely get it. And, you know, I understand it. I understand why you feel the way you do. You know, and, uh, you know, I know that this is um, a scenario that we are kind of um, doing now, but we have kind of had similar conversations to this, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. And... Um, we both kind of recognise just how important it is to be able to talk openly with each other about these feelings and, you know, for each of us to kind of really be able to hear it without judgement because sometimes it can trigger anxiety in me if you're feeling anxious and, you know, we need to be able to kind of put our feelings on hold while we're listening to each other and kind of taking it in turns using the structure because it means that you can then you know, really kind of have a, a deep conversation about things and get them feelings heard and, and kind of discover how you feel about it yourself, really, because sometimes feelings come forward that you don't always realise are there, do you? Yeah. Um, so do you feel that you um, could feel a difference in the first scenario and the second? Do you think that, well, I know you did say that it felt better, but is there anything else you want to say about that? Well, yeah, I mean, the first you know dialogue uh we went through was i just felt where i'd started i didn't feel like i'd kind of got any answers if you know what i mean i felt mm. like i was just kind of gonna go back into myself um kind of internally and nothing really helped i put my head above the parapet and would be reluctant to do it again to mm. be honest mm. whereas the second conversation we had I really did feel listened to mm. and by Lynn kind of doing that um helped me immensely um kind of open up to her and you know feel safe and that's what it's all about you know it's it's feeling safe with each other yeah yeah I um I hear what you're saying that um you know, if we can just put our own feelings kind of on hold, if you like, while, you know, if, if you're the one sending, then I'm the one receiving and I stay, we both stay in those relative positions until, you know, each of us have, has kind of said what we need to say. So we're taking it in turns being the talker and the listener. And that way, you know, we make sure that the person doing the talking is fully heard and fully respected in their point of view. Because when we don't, when we just kind of keep 
um, getting defensive like I did in the first scenario that we did when I'm kind of saying, oh, well, so am I. So I'm kind of, mm. I st- I've stopped listening to you because now I'm listening to how I feel about it, which almost kind of dismisses what you were saying, doesn't it, really? makes you feel like, I don't know, did it make you feel invalidated? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it kind of... Um it, it kind of flips on its head, really. It's then all of a sudden, you know, as much as I have something to say, it it it, it kind of all of a sudden makes me the listener. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I've kind of taken over. Yeah, yeah. So that's why the safe communication dialogue works so well because you take it in turns to be the sender and the receiver until the message is fully received. And yeah. you only know if it is by sticking with the process, you know, by reflective listening and empathising and validation. Um, that if you do that and then, you know, and you keep asking, is there more? Is there more you want to say about that? Until the person really has said everything they've got to say about that particular subject. And then they don't have to fight the corner, they don't have to defend, they don't have to argue with you because you've heard them, you've you've done exactly what they need, which is to be there, to be a safe presence, um, an empathic resonance to the other person because that's really what we want from each other more than anything, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, and even if just one person in the relationship um does some reflective listening instead of arguing or defending. Instead, just stop and not say what you'd normally say to, you know, to what they've said to you, if if it would be like an argument or whatever it is. You know, just don't do the stuff we normally do and instead reflect back what they've said so they know that you've heard them. Just that one thing alone can really change the relationship and turn it around, you know, so... Um, yeah try it I mean you know you might you know I think you'll be surprised um, just how different that conversation will become Um, you know it will it will certainly be much more productive and and safe yeah I I think you're right there definitely and um, I think next time um we can maybe talk a little bit more about defences, you know, because those are the things that really um, get in the way, aren't they? You know, that that stop us from being able to listen reflectively. And like we said before, we have this idea that if we're listening to our partner and they're saying, saying something we don't agree with, we think that we've got to get in there and give our point of view and say, tell them how wrong they are and how right yeah. we are, when actually what we need to do is acknowledge the fact that they have a right to see things differently to us. And we show that by reflecting back what they've said, you know, so they know that they're heard. So they don't have to keep kind of fighting with us to, to, you know, to get the point across. So I think that would be a good thing to do a podcast on next is defences and how to recognise them. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. Okay, so we will see you next time.